Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Salty Saints Podcast. I am Zach, and I'm hanging out with Randy. What's up, dude? I'm I'm doing well. I'm I'm uh, growing out my goatee. I I want to become like Jim Wagner. That's pretty good. I actually got rid of like all of my. Was it gone? Yes, it was gone yesterday. Too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Nothing new, I guess. Nothing new under the sun. <laughs> Speaking of things under the sun, we're not going to be talking about any of those today. We're going to be talking about everything up there. Over the sun. Over the sun. Beyond the sun. Um, Last episode we talked about hell, so it only seems fitting to kind of, you know, talk about heaven. (laughs) I thought you were going for purgatory. (laughs) Oh, you know, no. Okay. There's not enough. (laughs) There's not enough to do with the purgatory. Certainly not in scripture. (laughs) No. You know what? Honestly, let's just start out right now and let's knock out purgatory real quick. Okay. What is purgatory? I don't really know, but I lived in a Catholic country for 17 years, and my understanding is the popular understanding of purgatory is if you're bad, you go there and your sins are dealt with, and then you get to go to heaven. And I don't know that the actually that that Catholics would actually believe this, but in Colombia, it sounded like nobody really goes to hell. That they go so, to purgatory, okay, so and end up in heaven. My girlfriend has been raised Catholic her okay. entire life, and that is how she kind of understood. It. Like okay. most people don't really go to hell. It's like uh, okay. you, most people have a chance is what it seems At like. At worst, you spend a little extra time in purgatory. Right, right. We're not talking about that today, though. Okay. Because we don't believe that. Good. Well, <laughs> the Bible certainly doesn't say <laughs> anything about the it. Bible so it doesn't, doesn't matter what we believe yeah, or exa- don't believe. Exactly. The Bible doesn't talk we, about We don't it, have so. the evidence, so we're not going right. Right, right, to right. go that way. Yeah. Um, what we are going to talk about is heaven in various cultures and heaven in Christianity. Okay. And Judaism is going to get lumped in there. Of course, they've got some differing views. Um, oh, sure. It's yeah. not that it's written differently in Scripture. And I'm really not going to get into what the Jews believe or what, like, maybe, I, I don't know, like Kabbalah kind of stuff would teach about heaven because it's just going to muddy the waters. We yeah. don't need that. Yeah. Um, with that said, what do you think of when you think of heaven? We did this with hell. Let's do it with heaven. Yeah, we sure did. So with heaven, you know, I, I kind of get the standard cloud blue. There's a blue sky up above and kind of clouds under your feet that you're walking on. It's the it's the heaven can wait with, uh, what was his name, Warren uh, Beatty, I think it was. And then Michael Landon. You know, uh, uh, played an angel, and I'm out on this one, man. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, all of this is '70s and '80s movies and TV shows, okay. and it's just kind of the standard picture of heaven, where it's up there, and and it, a lot of open spaces. Heaven, I don't know. In my mind, I think in popular culture, it's never a tiny constricting room. It's always Wide open spaces. Usually, it's outdoors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even Bill and Ted. You know, they. <laughs> oh man, I don't even remember what heaven was like in Bill and Ted. Well, a lot of people milling around, but it wasn't even a room. It was just a lot of people, kind of outdoors, walking around. Sort of like uh, what was the Robin Williams movie where his wife dies and goes to hell, and he goes to find her. Boy, you got me on that one. Do you not know that? Oh, we got to do a Google search. I'm sorry, because this is important. This is honestly one of my, uh, uh, one of the things that comes to mind when I think of heaven, uh, about heaven. There we go. What is it? Um, What dreams may come. Never Never seen seen it? it. Never seen it. Never heard of it. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, he like goes through heaven and hell to find his, uh, his wife. But, like, heaven is just this, like, super vibrant, like, all the colors are... It's almost like paintings. Yeah. Like, it's, like, just okay. beautiful. Uh, just rolling areas like that, kind of. Uh, but 
Yeah, I've thought of that. I had a pretty screwed up view of heaven, I think, as a kid, because, like, I don't, I honestly don't remember what exactly my, like, parents told me about heaven when I was a kid, and I'm not sure if they gave me, like, a watered-down version of it, like a watered-down version of, like, true theology, or if, like, I just turned it into this, but I thought heaven was, like, this place where, you know, your, your, your wishes were just, like, met, and oh, and it was yeah. just this like cloudy floaty place and like it it was all for me you know yeah, like yeah, yeah 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 that that's how I viewed it um, I think most people view it that way yeah for sure and well not culturally from what I've learned okay okay <laughs> but here in Western culture yeah we definitely look yeah. at it like that right um, which it's like it's the American dream times a million. <laughs> <laughs> The pursuit it's the of happiness, dream on baby. steroids. Exactly, that's what it is. Um, heaven. It's generally a place uh, where gods or spiritual um, creatures would exist. Okay. Um, it, within like the world view of heaven, we're not talking biblical view of heaven yet. Right. We're just talking cultural cultural views of, views of heaven. Generally, it's where the gods exist. It's not where man dwells. Right. Man lives here on earth. Um, it's often in contrast to hell. Hell's the bad place. Yeah, yeah. Heaven's the good place. So with that comes, when, if a culture determines that people can go to heaven, and not all of them do, um, generally it's based on your deeds. Were you good? Were okay. you bad? Yeah. Good yeah. people go yeah. to heaven. Bad people go to hell. That's the general consensus. Like I said, right. it's not all of not all cultures believe that, but that's what I've found. Um, the root word for heaven, our version, like the word we say, heaven, comes from uh, the Middle English word heaven, H-E-V-E-N, or huh. the Old English version, heaven, right? H-E-O-F-O-N, I think. H-E-O-F-O-N. Okay. It means sky. No, okay. Or place where... And we use it that way, too. We talk about the heavens... Right. It's interesting the heavens is the sky, but right. singular, it's someplace beyond the sky. Kind of. Yeah, kind of in the way we use it. Yeah. But, like, in its actual root, it, it, it kind of means both. It's just sky. Well, it's both. Okay. Because it's, like, at the same time, it means the skies, and it's, like, the place where God lives. Get it. Um, the funny thing is, no matter what culture I was started to look through, like... You can go back through all of the European cultures where we sort of traced Old English from, like back to like Germanic roots and stuff. It all means the same thing. And then when you go back to Hebrew, the original word, um, it's uh, Shemayim, which means right, sky. Right, right. And it's also right, where God right. lives. Okay, okay. Okay. But then you go to Oranos, which is the Greek word. Oranos, yeah. Yeah. Also means sky. And where God lives. It's like it always means that for whatever reason. Okay. So. I can still remember in the 60s when uh, the U.S. and Russia were in this space race. And a Russian cosmonaut went up. And in his interview, he said, well, I went up to heaven and I looked around and I didn't see God. So God doesn't exist. So there's still that sense of just what is heaven? Is it sky? Is it? Yeah. Can we shoot a rocket up there and look around? Right, right. Okay, interesting. Um, I wrote down several different countries' views, or gotcha. cultures, I guess is yeah. a better way. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, the first one I saw was Mesopotamia. This one was kind of interesting. Um, basically, they see a series of domes. That's what the sky is. It's a series of domes. It can be either three or seven, depending on where you read. Hmm. But three tended to be the common one, I think. So I've heard about seventh heaven. Okay. We're going to run into Could a that lot of that. come from Mesopotamia? A lot of cultures. Okay. A lot of cultures. A lot of cultures have seven. Uh-huh. Um, okay, gotcha. So these domes are made of stone. They're made out of, of, like, precious stones, which is weird. 
but whatever. Um, <laughs> seems like it's Jasper, uh, Sagalmut, or Luludanitu. I have no idea what those are. I wonder if these are like sparkly stones. Got it. Right? There to or probably describe shades of blue. the stars. Probably yeah. shades of blue, right? Shades of blue. Uh, yeah. well, Turquoise. I, I was uh, la, lapisul. I wonder if that's oh lapis one, lazuli. Lapis yeah. lazuli. I wonder if that's one of these or I, I don't know. I bet it is. That's right. I think that's kind because, of blue-ish. Well, there's a reference to that, right? When Jesus is sitting, or sorry, when <laughs> Jesus, God, however you want to look at it. Um, when they go up on top of Mount Sinai to commune with him, he's sitting on a layer of lapis lazuli. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I wonder if they're, like, pulling from the Mesopotamian view of the sky there. Oh, that could be. Is what I kind of was wondering. I don't know. Possible. Interesting. But um, the first dome, that was home to the stars. And uh, we got to clear up, too, the, the domes sit one on top of each other. So... Oh, so it's not a bigger dome that contains the others. They're right. Just... No, they're they're like stacked. Um, the the first dome that's where the stars live. Gotcha. Okay. The second dome, the middle dome, that's where the gods live. Okay. Okay. And then that third dome, that is on, and he's the sky god in Mesopotamia. Uh, okay. So he is. So is he like? The God. I from the way it's sounds. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's okay. what it seems like. Um, the planets and the stars, those are also seen as deities, though. So okay. sort of like the Greeks and the Romans would look at yeah. Yeah. Uh, heaven. And you know what? Let's uh, let's touch on that too, real quick. Um, no, we'll get to that later. That that'll come back up. Um, the Hittites. Uh, the Hittites believed that some gods lived in heaven or the sky. Okay. Right? Um, while others lived on earth in mountains where humans couldn't access uh, them easily. Okay. Um, like Mount Olympus. And, and that's why and I was going to save, that's why I was gonna save the Greek or Roman thing. Okay. Uh, so I guess this is a good point to, to kind of talk about that. Uh, that's really all that it's said about the Hittites and what they believed, but I did think that was interesting. Right, you got the the Greco-Romans. They believe in like Mount Olympus. The gods live up in the mountains, right? right? right, right. And so that is a common theme theme in the ancient Near East as well. Um, the the Greco-Romans also believed that the planetary bodies were the embodiments of their gods. So okay. you kind of see a crossover there between like yeah, yeah. Hittite, uh, Mesopotamian, and and Greco-Roman. And I I don't know if this has any bearing on it or not, but. You know, I grew up in Ohio, lived in Indiana. Um, we got a hill, but right. <laughs> there's no such thing as a mountain right. around here. Right. Even the Smoky Mountains are not like the Andes Mountains. No. Um, so I've been up on some pretty high mountains that are a mile and a half, you know, approaching two miles high. And you get up high enough on the mountain and you look down at the clouds. Yeah. And when the clouds, when there's a strong wind, it might blow a cloud up and over you, but it goes over the other side of the mountain, and it's below you again. So I kind of get the idea of heaven, the mountains being kind of the same thing. Gods might live in heaven. Gods might live on the mountains. Right. But they're way up there, and they're kind of looking down they're, on everything. They're always hard to get to. Yes. Like, it's yes. not easy to climb a mountain. Right. And you probably wouldn't. Like, we can do it today. Like, we can cl- ma- climb Mount Everest today because we have. Well, you may be able to. Well, no, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, I'm saying people can, yeah. right? Because, like, we can take six days worth of food up there because we have right. ways of right. preserving right. food and things. You couldn't have done that back then. Yeah, there's no way you could have like brought right. oxygen with you, brought right, the, the right. necessary amount of food. Like, it, it just wasn't going to be commonplace. So no matter how high you got, you could always see a place that's up there higher. Exactly, and that's where the gods lived. Okay, okay. Um, Islam, seven samawat, uh, or spheres of the sky, uh, the sky or the heavens, right? Samawat. That's kind of like Shamayim, isn't it? Uh, a little bit yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, similar word. Bit. I wonder yeah. if there's a root in there. Probably etymologically. Probably. Probably some connection there. Because yeah, you're going to see, there's actually, uh, Samsara is the Buddhist one too. So there's that oh, Sam, Sam, Sham. Yeah, right, yeah right. we're going to keep seeing okay. that. 
Um, but Islam, so you got seven heavens, right? <clears throat> At the end of the seventh heaven, there is a large tree, and that tree marks the ends of the heavens where no creation can go beyond, okay? okay. And it's a, uh, what was the type of tree? Uh, a lot or a sidra tree? Huh. I'm not sure what that is. Um, but it's called, uh, the tree's called Sidrat al-Muntaha. And um, basically the way Islam looks at all this is that everything we've explored in space, everything we can visibly see, the furthest we know, that's all within the first six spheres. Okay. In fact, I think they talk about like the Milky Way galaxy and like kind of our immediate stuff. That's the first sphere. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And so beyond that sixth sphere, we don't have any understanding of what's gotcha. beyond that in gotcha. the Islamic worldview. Um, so is that where Allah lives then? So not the way I understand it, no. Okay. That seems to be – there seems to be a separation in the way Islam looks at it. Um, that There's a separate place called Jannah or Jannah. I'm not sure okay. how you say it. But that's paradise. And that's oh, where okay. man goes when he dies, if he's good, because they lay... So he goes to paradise. Yeah, they go to okay. paradise. Um, they lay on thick the whole, like, when you die, your your deeds are actually weighed. And if your good deeds okay. outweigh your bad deeds, you go to Jana. And if your bad deeds outweigh your good deeds, you go to hell or whatever we called it yesterday. I don't remember. Okay, last podcast. so this is really interesting because you said we weren't going to get into Jewish Kabbalah, but uh, I'm okay with it. Intertestamental literature. Mm-hmm. There is uh, one book called uh, I think it's the Testament of Moses. It might be, and he describes heaven. The door to heaven has. A guy sitting on the left and a guy sitting on the right. And the guy sitting on the left has been watching you all your life. And he's been writing down every bad thing that you ever did. Mm. The guy sitting on the right has been watching you all your life. And he's writing down all the good things. And when you walk up to heaven's door, they each take the book, the book of Zach. Mm. The bad deeds and the good deeds, and they put it in the scales. And if you've done more good than bad, then you get to go into heaven. If you've done more bad than good, uh, you're going to hell. And if it's equal, here's the interesting thing. If it's equal, if the balance is right there, if you're Jewish, Abraham walks out of heaven with extra pages from his book because he's got so many good pages, and he throws some of his pages. Only if it's even? Only if it's even. Well, man. Only if it's even. Well, so, so it sounds and like you're going to go even, to heaven always good. on the merits of Abraham. All I'm saying right now is I really hope the guy that sits on the left writes a lot smaller <laughs> than the guy on the right. Because that's that's just not going to be fair. If he's, He could be over there taking a page. But you know what? He might be writing in, you know, <laughs> great big letters. Um, I think most people believe that. On some level, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. You know, maybe not it's two karma. guys writing in a book, but have you done more good things than you have bad things? Right. And we're going to get into a lot more of that, actually. Okay. Um, okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, so that's basically Islam. Honestly, um, you know, we've heard about all the, like, you know, however many virgins and whatnot, 70-something virgins when you get right, there. Right, I didn't right. run into any of that. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't dig all that deep, but I didn't run right, into any right, of that. Right, so right. I'm wondering if that's more of like I've only a, heard that from comedians. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm not, not exactly sure where that all fits in. Um, Baha'i, uh, we talked about them yesterday. And they were kind of close to yeah. Christian understanding. They were the closest of everybody it else. It kind of sounds like yeah. Catholicism. Okay. Now okay. that you say that. Because, okay. yeah, because it was, it was all about, like, the the um, heaven, heaven is, is being closeness to God. Hell is being separate from God, okay. right? Um, yeah. But they would also say things like, 
um, once you go to the next life, there are various rankings for souls, okay? And within that next life, you can still climb the rungs based on the prayers and good deeds of people on earth doing them in your name. Oh, wow. Yeah, take that, Vatican. <laughs> wow. Now, that is interesting. It is interesting, right? Um, but the way they describe it, though, is they say that this world is like a womb preparing us for the next life. Okay. And that the uh, the life in the next will be as different from this life as life now is different from when we were in our mother's womb. Okay. And so it's like we have no understanding of this next life. The other thing that... That's actually a decent image. It, it's I, not I bad. It's that. not yeah. bad. Um, yeah, I, I honestly thought the whole Baha'i faith, uh, I don't know a ton about it. Um, it seems... They don't seem super far off in some respects, and then in others, they're way off tilt. Um, but Isn't it fairly modern? I think it is. Uh, it, it's, oh. I think we realized it was like an extension out of Islam. 19th century, so 1800s. Yeah, I think it's probably like modern philosophy kind of okay. on, on okay. some older views, you know. Yeah. But um, the other thing they believe is like when once you're in your ranking in the next life – you have no understanding of the rankings higher than you until you're in them. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, No, it makes absolutely no sense, but well, that's okay. Cause <laughs> well, okay. Well, I guess the way I, I looked at it was like they're saying, kind of like how we exist in the third dimension, and we okay. can understand we the second understand dimension, the and we fourth. can understand the first, but okay. we cannot understand that the That I get, yeah. I think that's kind of how they're looking at it. Um, Chinese religions... Really, these all kind of seem to be similar, um, but with some minor differences. So I really just wrote down, like, the basis of it. Okay. And then there were some differing views in there. Um, Confucius uh, or Confucian traditions said that heaven um, is also a god, and he is the supreme god. It's like an embodied God. So it's kind of like Hades is both a God kind and a place. Of, right. Heaven, Heaven would also be a God, a God and a place. And, a and his okay. name is Tion. Oh, okay. Um, and so uh, basically people would worship Heaven, and Heaven would either show mercy to you and benefit you and look after you, or it would condemn you and judge you. And so Chinese people actually worship Heaven. They view it as a place where their ancestors live, so I am assuming that means they believe oh, okay. they will go there one day to join their ancestors. Um, it didn't really go into whether or not, like, there was a, a like, how you maintained going to gotcha. be there. So I don't know if it's just a place where everybody goes or not. Um, but the other thing I thought was interesting was uh, heaven is the supreme ruler, but uh, the son of heaven is the ruler of earth. And the son of heaven is actually the king of Zhao, or an earthly ruler. And so this is their emperor. Oh, So it's the same thing the pharaohs did. Yeah. How a pharaoh becomes a god, right? It's the same idea. Gotcha. And so that's why the Chinese looked at their their emperors or kings as like these godlike figures. As divine beings. Exactly. Right, right. Actually, a lot of places did that. Yeah, Japan did that during World War II, right? As recently as World War II. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, that's that's not all that long ago. Um, Buddhism, samsara, is an illusory reality. So it's, everything's an illusion. Everything's just, this is where we start to get new agey. Yeah, um, yeah. Not that we haven't tiptoed into that a bit already. But uh, there are several states of heaven within samsara, Samsara is just reality as we know it. Like, this is gotcha. a state gotcha. within samsara. Samsara is like the expanse of everything, right? Um, <clears throat> there are heavenly realms you can be reborn into. There are bad realms you can be born into. You're kinda, I think you're kind of getting a little bit into the like high-low vibration stuff here at this point. Gotcha. I'm not sure. But it's so, not permanent. So reincarnation is not necessarily to this reality. 
No, it can it can be to existing. other planes it can be too. To other realities, right? Wow. But it's not even like it's all based on your karma, right? Right. So it's all based on the good or the bad you did. So if you've got really good karma, you can be reborn into one of these heavenly realms. But when your karma runs out over there, you can get sent down to somewhere else. And you got to work your way. And back. you got to work your way back. And so since nothing, since none of these planes are. Uh, permanent, right? It's all part of the life-death cycle. They don't really focus on trying to uh, get to heaven. They focus on trying to reach nirvana, which is enlightenment. And that's a mental state. Okay. And that is the true goal of Buddhism. It's, it's not to go to heaven. It's to reach enlightenment and to be sent through this cycle until you do. Okay. And if it's anything like Hinduism, I'm going to go ahead and assume that nirvana breaks the life-death cycle because that's what happens in Hinduism. And we'll get to that next. Uh, Hinduism, very similar to Buddhism. Um, there are heaven, heavenly realms, um, but once again, they're not prominent. They're not, that's not what you're trying to go for because Hinduism is also based on that whole rebirth, right? Um, they're trying to reach moksha, which is self-realization. And when they do, they get to go be with Brahman. And Brahman is like the god of Hinduism. Like, Brahman is everything. Okay. We are okay. part of Brahman. Like, like we're trying to, like, all be one with Brahman. It's like the force. It's like the force. <laughs> it's like the force. And, uh, it, yeah, Brahman is like the representation of, like, ultimate reality. Gotcha. And so they're trying to be one with everything. It's New Ageism, once again. Hinduism, yeah, New Ageism, yeah. Buddhism, they're all... I mean, just some of the words you were using, self-realization and right. uh, uh, all of that, you know, just sounds very familiar. But but if you notice, the thing about it is, like, good, bad, it really doesn't matter. You just keep you get a run in this thing until you get it right. Yeah. So, like, whatever. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Um that's the strange part. But I would say, though, based on those – like, based on those views, Buddhism, Hinduism, they seem even more um, – like, the New Age wouldn't recognize good and evil as things. Okay. It's all subjective to reality. Um, even Hinduism and Buddhism seem to have some bearing of objective right and wrong that puts right. you back through the cycle. I mean, that's – the principle of karma you right. do good things and and so i'm gonna go ahead and say that the new age is even more like broad than hinduism or buddhism is what it seems like more like me. existentialism yeah. right it's just like eh, do whatever you want you'll get it figured out eventually <laughs> you know like that's just kind of what it seems like um and so that's i mean that's an overview of other other cultures and their view of heaven okay christianity yeah. Um, I stole all of this from the Bible Project because they said it better than anybody. Okay. okay. And so hats off to them. Go check them out. They're great. Listen to them all the time. Um, if, if you want, like, some condensed versions of what they talk about, their YouTube videos are great, but their podcast is really great for deep dive stuff. Um, but basically the way they laid it out is heaven is God's space and earth is our space. Okay. okay. Eden was where those two spaces overlapped. Okay, so you get reality. God walking in the garden. Right. And man going and walking with him. Right. And it's not that they're necessarily physical spaces. It's more like we need to think about it like they're dimensions. Because there are places in reality where they do overlap, like the Garden of Eden, right? But then... Kind of like what we've talked holy about, holies, uh, the holy, holy, and, and we'll kind of get into that. But okay. what, what was the word where God breaks through? Uh, theophany. Uh, theophany. Theophany, yeah. where God breaks through. Um, and so, yeah, there are moments where kind of heaven and earth intersect, and we see right. that throughout Scripture. Right. But it's never like a full meshing of the two. It's just these little tidbits, right? Um, and so, the idea is. Um, we we want to we want those two to exist in harmony because right, we want to right. be by God. And in the Garden of Eden we were, right? 
And so that was kind of what we think about as heaven. That was paradise, right? We broke that. We fell away because we sinned, Adam and Eve. You got any verses you want to pull up there? My mind's running a mile a minute here. I know, um, man. This just... is, it may be kind of hard to track with. I'm, I'm probably going to jump around a lot. I'm sorry. But we sinned, and so that cast Adam and Eve, humanity, out of the Garden of Eden. But what God's original purpose for the Garden was, was to go have lots of babies. He said, go have lots of babies and, and basically make the whole world this thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. go spread this garden across this earth. We Like, I used to think of the Garden of Eden as this, like, as the whole earth. But obviously it's not. It's a garden on the earth because they get removed from it. They get kicked out right, of it. Right, right, right. And then once they're outside of the garden, they can't get back in. Right. And then they're stuck on the rest of the earth. Right? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and so then, since man no longer dwelled in the presence of God in Eden, right, man needs a way of getting back to God. So, man could meet God in temples. Okay. Um, that's where we see, like, tabernacle come in, right? That's where we see uh, the different... Um, temples built by the Jews. Okay. And kind of like we talked about uh, in another episode, the tabernacle was built with all of this Eden imagery because it's right, to bring you right, back to right. the garden. When you walk yeah. in this tabernacle, you're now standing in the presence of God. You're back in the garden of Eden again. You're, you're at the Holy of Holies with God in front of you. He's actually dwelling there, right? But because of sin, we can't stand in God's presence. So we needed a way of getting rid of sin. So that's where uh, animal sacrifice comes in. Okay. We could somehow, by killing an animal, it would absorb... The, it, it would purify us. It would purify it, us. It, it would, would wipe our slate clean, and our sin would be imparted on that animal that died because something had to die in our place. Gotcha. But it's not a perfect sacrifice because it's not a human. It's not, yeah. it's not us. Right, We're the right, one that right. deserve, uh, deserve to die, right? Right. Um, and so that would work for some time, but, it, like, as soon as we sinned again, we were made dirty. We were made impure again. We couldn't, mm -hmm. we, we couldn't stand in the presence of God. That's where Jesus enters, okay? And I'm sorry, this is, I know this is, like, people are probably thinking, like, what does all this have to do with heaven? But it's, like, I mean, this, this is the picture. This is... Right. This, like, this is what Scripture this says. This is describing is. what heaven is, right? Um I haven't seen any clouds or any angels no, playing harps yet. Not at all. <laughs> um, so Jesus comes, and it says in John that he set up his tabernacle among us, right? Um, or his tent, like he right. made his dwelling place is what I think it actually right. says. Yeah. But that word is tabernacle. Right, right. Okay, so we're to think back to, to the, the, uh, the wilderness with the Jews in Exodus and Leviticus and think, oh, wait, this is the same tabernacle, but now it's Jesus. Which is where God dwelt. God and dwells, now right? now it's Jesus. Well, think of it as a meeting place. It's yeah. where man could go be with God. And now Jesus is this place on earth where man can meet God. And he's walking around and he's living heaven in our existence. And so everywhere he goes, he's being <laughs> heaven. And so it's like they, they kind of describe it. They've got this really cool picture of like, you know, heaven's over here, earth's over here, but then Jesus is the place in the middle. Yeah. And Jesus is walking around and he's making these little pockets of heaven everywhere. Everywhere he goes, he leaves a little bit of heaven. And and so like he's making these places where man can experience God, right? And so what happens is then Jesus is also described as this perfect sacrifice for us. John calls him the, the lamb that came to take away the sin, right? Right, right. And so Jesus goes, and he dies on the cross as this perfect sacrifice for all mankind. And through those that believe in him and receive his gift of the Holy Spirit, they then can do what Jesus did in his ministry on earth. And they can be places where heaven meets earth and where people can experience God oh, through wow. the kingdom. See, like, heaven is like... 
it's in us if we believe in Jesus. Well, And so that's kind of the here and now, but also not yet thing that we were talking about. We can live out the kingdom and be the place where man meets God. Paul uh, talks about that in a little bit different terminology. He talks about us as individuals, and he says, don't you understand, you are God's temple right? individually. And then in the book of Ephesians, he says, when you gather together, when the church meets, you are God's temple. Right. That is where God comes to dwell. God comes to meet you individually and corporately. Exactly. And, and the other thing about that is when we live that way, when Jesus did that, and when we now do that as believers, when we go out and we show people who God is and we spread his influence, we're actually doing what Adam and Eve were originally commanded to do. <laughs> But they didn't. Be fruitful and multiply. Right. right. Like, that's what we're doing. We're making other believers, other worshipers of God, right? Yeah. Um, and so when we die, and now we're t- kind of to the part where most people are like, oh, now we're talking about heaven. But it's right. like, no, we have been talking about heaven. Um, when we die, we will go be with Jesus in heaven, in paradise, however you want to look at it, where Jesus is dwelling with the Father. We will go be with him when we die. But that's not our ultimate destination. That's not the ultimate plan. The ultimate plan is to bring heaven and earth back into one cohesive thing. There will be a new heaven. There will be a new earth. But they will dwell with each other. Huh. And so the earth will be a giant garden of Eden. And that's where... Which is what it was supposed to be originally. God will dwell with his people again. That's the whole point. The whole point of Eden was God walked with Adam and Eve. He was with his children. And one day, God's children will be with him again. And so that's, that's our heaven. It's to be in the presence of God. So I'm looking here at Revelation. I saw a new heaven... Revelation 21, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. Mm-hmm. So we won't have any beaches. We'll oh, any man, sea. why are you doing this to me? I, you know what that is, right? Have we talked about this with, like, uh, Jewish creation myths? I have concepts, but no, so, no, no. Okay, so... Oh, man, somebody's going to listen to this and say you're crazy and you're dumb and you're wrong. But I, <laughs> I promise they're all there. Like Michael Heiser is big on this. Uh, Tim Mackey, the guys from the Bible Project are big on this. Um, I, I've talked about this in my classes, and I'm sorry I didn't prepare. I don't have any right. verses right off the right, top right. or any backing evidence. But you should look into this if you're listening. Um, cultures all around the world viewed water viewed the oceans the seas as chaos they were chaotic they were bad okay uh, and, and think about it like we still don't know what's in our oceans right we know more about space than we know about the ocean right. on earth right there is a chaotic element you can't control it you can't tame it, it you go out to sea i mean you could die you don't know what's going to happen um, you know, we view it with like sea monsters and stuff out there. I mean, you, it's even in the Bible. You got the Leviathan out there. He's tearing ships apart and stuff. Like, it's a scary place. When you look into the creation myths of, say, Egypt, the gods of Egypt are born up out of, like, the, the main god in Egypt is born up out of the water. I think I'm getting this right. I hope I'm getting this right. Yeah. Born up out of the water. Um, out of the chaos comes okay. the main god. Then he makes all the other gods, right? Okay, okay, but he's born up out of the chaos originally. You've got um, Babylonian and Mesopotamian myths about creation in which um, Marduk ends up fighting Tiamat. Tiamat is the deep. That's the chaos of water. That's the chaos of the deep and and, okay. and, and evil and right all, all that stuff. Marduk goes and fights Tiamat. Then he, like, slays Tiamat and then builds creation anew out of the skin of Tiamat. Because if you actually look at uh, a lot of near, uh, near, uh, near Eastern, ancient Near Eastern, there it is, uh, myths about, like, the way the cosmos worked, right? 
you had like the sky up here and then you had the earth down here and it's actually a picture of like a woman arched over the top she's the sky somebody arched under the bottom that's the earth right and then when Marduk kills Tiamat he cuts her in half and he reforms the sky and he reforms the earth from her skin it's it's weird okay but what I'm saying is he slays the chaos Right. right right and it's this bad the water's bad but then you get to Genesis, and God, he, his spirit's just hovering over the deep. Right. And it's not scary. Right, right. And it's not bad. It's just something that he's in control of. It's something else he made. And he's showing, look, I'm, this is good. He's, he's not I'm, conquering it. He's not he's conquering just, it. It's just, it just is. It's like yeah. not even a threat, right? Yeah. And yeah. then he makes land, and he makes all this stuff. But, but it, our creation story asserts dominance over all the other creation stories. Now, what I knew was that uh, in Israel, water is always bad. It's not good. Yeah. Like, I'll Israel throw a mountain into the sea? Right. That's Israel never had a navy. Uh, Jonah, he gets eaten by the fish when he goes out to sea. He tries to run away from God. He goes on the sea, and he ends up in this chaotic storm, and he gets thrown over the edge. Uh, Jesus and the disciples a couple of times... They're in the middle of storms on the Sea of Galilee. And everybody is spooked. They are scared to death until Jesus looks up and says, eh, hold it down. Which is a nod (laughs) back to creation. Okay. It's showing, oh, this is the same God that wasn't afraid of the waters. Right. Right. Interesting. Okay. But with that said, though, you're saying there's no sea, there's no water. I don't think it's literal. I think the point is okay. there's no more chaos. Right. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's but no the, more bad. The point of this passage is there is a new heaven and a new earth. Right. And they come down together. Right. And the old heaven and the old earth, not just the old earth right. disappears, the old heaven disappears too. But that's because, okay, so there was sin in heaven too. There was sin on that's Lucifer's right, was, part yeah. or whatever you want to call him right. because whatever you could say was. that's just a title. But... There was sin on the enemy's part, and he was one of the heavenly host. And so when you see that, oh, wait. So it's all got to be redone. Everything's got to be made right yeah. because everything's been marred by sin. And so, okay. so, yeah, this new creation, new heaven, new earth, everything's made new. God's back with his people. Everything's set right. Um you read Revelation 21. I did, uh, just first couple of verses. If you go on to three, uh, verse 3, it says, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God wow. himself will be with them as their God. And so, I mean, it's, just, it, it's all tying it back. It's a circle. It's like, it was all good. We ruined it. God is making it all right again. And it's like, we were originally born into heaven in a way. Or what most people think of as heaven. We were born into paradise. Yeah. Not us, but our ancestors. Right, 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 right. right. We ruined Mankind. It. Mankind. Was born into paradise. And God's bringing it back, full circle, back to the original plan, all for his glory. Okay, so the, the, the normal way that I think people think about heaven is when they die, you go to heaven. You, yeah. you, you float up. Uh, the movie, I think it was the movie Ghost, yeah. where uh, when a good person dies, they're kind of surrounded by light, and these spirits lift them up, and when a bad person dies, these things crawl out of the sewers and grab them and, and yank them down into hell. And, okay. And, yeah. And then, uh, who who was that? Was that Patrick Swayze? Patrick Swayze and, he's and like, Demi yeah. Moore. Was he, right. Were they, like, working? What were they doing? He's standing behind her. What is he doing? Oh, he's... He's got his, like, arms around her. He's got like, his arms around her, and they're making a pot. <laughs> it's, it's, that'll, yeah. that'll be our thumbnail for this episode. Oh, no. We, well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, like, I mean, so one of the things I wanted to touch on as well is, like, some sort of myths about heaven, you know? We're not going to be angels. That's not going to happen. I don't get any wings. No, that's oh, not that's ahead. not a thing. <laughs> like that's that's a myth that's nowhere in the Bible. Right. Nothing right, right, right. indicates you are going to be an angel because an angel isn't even a thing. It's a it's a right. job description. It means you're a right. messenger. messenger. Okay? So I guess yeah, you could be a messenger of God. Anytime you go spread the gospel, 
you're an angel. Okay. Good for you. Hey, how about that? <laughs> but, but, but the point is, like, it's not... You don't become a like because the word for angels, like we talked about, it's gods. It's it's Elohim, right? Yes. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. But we don't become some new thing. We get perfect bodies. We get physical bodies. Right. But they're perfect. There's no right. more sickness. There's no more sadness. There's no more death. There's no more sin. It's perfect. It's this reality as you know it. If it were ideal, that's what it is. Gotcha. Um, we won't be married. Jesus talks about Jesus that. Jesus talks about that. But if you think about it, marriage is really just a thing to reflect the covenant love of God. It exists okay. to recreate other humans. It exists for stability to raise other humans and to raise them to know God and love God, right? And it exists to show that God is faithful even when we're not. And so even when we're bad to each other, we stick through it. That's what marriage is. It's showing that, right? Gotcha. And so that won't be necessary in heaven because everything's going to be perfect. Everybody's going to be faithful in their covenants. Everybody's going to love each other. We won't okay. need to make more people. We'll have all the people that have ever existed that are going to go to heaven. You know, right. I'm not saying everybody goes to heaven, but like right, right, right. anybody that's believed in God. Um, and then the other one is like God isn't a genie. And that was like, <laughs> that was kind of my. He's not there to give you three wishes, <laughs> right? Um, I don't, I, I don't know what heaven will be like, as far as like what we'll do there. I honestly think we'll just live our lives, and but we'll live them perfectly, with God in mind in everything that we do. Everything we do will be done out of worship for Him. It'll be out of love yeah. for Him. I mean, when Jesus was here on earth, He lived a perfect life, and He just lived his life he lived it for other people you know and so i think our lives will be like what jesus's life was here on earth like it'll be all about just being there for others and loving each other and enjoying good food and keeping good company and like i, mean, I think it'll be cool will my pets be there we mentioned this yesterday <laughs> we did we did we did i don't think there's uh, is Fluffy going to heaven? <laughs> okay. My personal opinions, sure. Why not? I don't know why not. I can't. The, the reason why I say I don't understand why animals wouldn't go to heaven is they didn't sin. They didn't do anything wrong. We brought their demise right, through our sin. Right, right, right. God made them. We know God loves them. There are verses in the Bible that say people that don't like animals are wicked. You should love animals. Like, that's in Proverbs. Okay. Um, so, I mean, why would that be there if animals don't matter? Um, and beyond that, the whole, like, no breath of life in animals argument, that's all washed up and that's not real. Because the Bible does actually say the animals have the breath of life in them. All living creatures have the breath of life in them. Where, where does it say that? When God tells Noah to bring two of every animal on, okay. the, on the ark, he says everything that has ruach. The breath of life, yeah. Ruach. That's, that's God's okay. spirit in them, yeah. God's breath in them. And so I just can't find – it doesn't specifically state it. It doesn't say that they don't. If everything's going to be perfect, there were animals in the Garden of Eden – Right? And they weren't killing each other. Everything was great. I can't understand why. So they wouldn't be. N.T. Wright, uh, he, he wrote a book, the, what is it, uh, Jesus and the Victory of God, um, where he talks about heaven. He talks about the misconceptions about heaven. And uh, basically, the whole point of his book, which is around 900 pages, is to talk about uh, the resurrected body. Uh, the fact that we are resurrected to a physical body that in some way, shape, or form we do fulfill the original command to uh, be fruitful and multiply. We are to tend the earth. Well, if if that is what we're doing, if it's a resurrected body that is caring for the earth, if we all become farmers or gardeners, kind of makes sense that there would be animals there because I, I can't conceive of uh, a farm without farm animals. Right. Yeah. I mean, there there was a snake in the garden. Where'd he come right. from? Right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> well, and there were all kinds of other animals already right, right, right. running around. 
the question as to whether my individual puppy dog that I had when I was eight years old, right? Uh, whether he's there or not, I'm not so sure. But dogs probably will be. <laughs> I get a new one. <laughs> I like it. Um, I, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it. All of that's conjecture. It's it, certainly exactly. not scriptural. It's not scriptural. We can we can sit here and poke at it all day. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But. God's, everything is going to be perfect. That's what I do know. Everything's going to be great. So don't sweat it. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. <laughs> Not going to be sad. It's going to be great. Um, okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, that's about it, dude. Did, did I, we miss anything? I, no, I mean, I had a couple other verses, but really they just drive home the same point of, like, God being with his people. It talks about there being a, a great feast. That's an incredible verse. God will make his home with his people. Yeah, um, I, I do, you know, I will read this one. It says, uh, it's, this is from Isaiah. It says, on this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, a rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well-refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over, his, uh, over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. So that would be like sin, right? And death. Uh, and he will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Behold, this our God, we've waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord, we've waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice, uh, rejoice in his salvation. That's great. Yeah. We've waited, he's back, everything's good, there's food, there's wine in heaven. Just saying. And uh, it's going to be great. Okay. Cool. You got anything? No, 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 no. That's, that's, uh, that's fantastic. Right on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, for those of you listening right now, um, it's all about having a relationship with Jesus. That's what matters. That's how you get to heaven. It's through knowing Christ, through knowing the one true God, and uh, putting your faith in him. Right? That's how we achieve it. It's not by our works, and we probably should have talked about that. It's not by our works. It's not about anything we can do. It's about trusting in him and letting him work through us and receiving his free gift of grace that he's his offered grace, to everyone. His mercy. His salvation. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for listening to Salty Saints. Uh, if you've got any questions, you can send those to saltysaints at becomehope.com or questions at becomehope.com. If you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, whatever, uh, whatever you're listening on, any way you can help us out, please do. Um, comments, likes, those sorts of things really help us out here. Um, take it easy and stay salty. It's a crazy world out there, moms and dads. I'm Katherine Seegers, host of Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.